We've never seen a perfect marriage. But we have seen marriages that are full of laughter and life. Conflict and misunderstandings. Growth and hope. We want to dive into the nuts and bolts of those relationships. There are no experts here. Just real talk with real couples who really like each other. This is Marriage Lab with Aaron and Jenna. Welcome to Marriage Lab. This is Aaron and Phyllis. <laughs> Phyllis. I just wanted to throw it out there. Yeah, this is that's uh, uh, Jenna's middle name. Little known <laughs> fact: Jenna Phyllis Jenkins was originally it, and now she's Jenna Phyllis Zint. <laughs> Okay, well, that story is not true. It is true that I did not remember my middle name. Do you remember this? For the longest time. So Really? My mom's middle name, I now know this, is Mary. And my middle name, she told me, was the Spanish version. No. Yeah. Of Mary. But I couldn't remember if it was Marie or Maria. And I made the mistake. Whoa. Hey, What happened just now? I don't know. I got real loud, though. Do you need to turn me down? No, you're good. <laughs> Don't turn me on, baby. <laughs> Just kidding. Don't do it. Well, I mean, we're in the middle of a podcast. It'd be ineffective, <laughs> unhelpful. Not if we wanted to get spicy. <laughs> okay. Anyways, go on. Anyways, and I made the mistake of telling um, my soccer team, like someone, one or two people on my soccer team that I didn't know my middle last name and it, or my middle name and it went like around the hole and they like never let me live it down for multiple <laughs> seasons. And I was like, guys, I know it now. I asked my mom. It's Marie. And How old like, were you? Um, freshman, so four, 15, oh, 16. Holy crap. I <laughs> thought you were going to say like six years old. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I guess that it makes more sense to you why they teased me so badly. Yeah, you deserved that. <laughs> See, here's the deal though. This is why I think names are less important to me. That's I feel true. like I have a case now of, no, they're not less important to me, but no, I forget not. other people's names. It's their heart. <laughs> they're in a category uh, that for some people is like um, Latin. Or oh, that is true. I have a really hard time saying languages. I wonder if it is kind of an audio thing. Like I've noticed that. Anyways, yeah. that being said, I feel like now when, if I tell people, I'm sorry, I messed up your name. I didn't remember my own middle name until I was 16. Yeah. So. In some couples coachings, I'll have to phonetically write out the person's name so that Jenna can get it. If you ever meet with us and I mess up your name, please know it's not you. It's me. Yeah, it's definitely. <laughs> um, oh, get big news. My, da, 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 da. my book is available on Amazon, Numb to Known, The Surprising Path Away from Porn. That's the title, Numb to Known. Numb to Known. Uh, so yeah, you can check it out on Amazon. And You know what's funny great. is it feels like, yes, it makes sense for people on a podcast who write a book to tell the people listening about the book, you know, mm-hmm. marketing sense. But I'm like, this is such a big chapter, pun intended, in our lives. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. I wasn't doing it for the pun. The point is that you've literally been writing this for three plus years. Yeah. It feels like the equivalent of me training for my half marathon, but like longer, where it's like so many personal milestones, mm, so many yeah. tearful moments, so many times of digging deeper when you didn't want to do it, when you yep. didn't have the time, when you lost inspiration, when you're frustrated that you couldn't find the words, when you rewrote it for the hundredth time, yep. when you met with oh, people man. who like, this should be your deadline, and you met with other people who's like, no, you know throw that advice out the window it was such a process <laughs> lots for of you. conflicting advice yeah i feel like you've grown a lot just as a person in the it's process so true i'm and i'm already like thinking book two really but i'm thinking you and me actually oh you didn't tell me this yeah guys, he... the only problem is i know it'll be me writing everything and you telling me the information <laughs> okay <laughs> That does get happen in real life. But I'd want to, I think I, did I tell you this that I want to write a book now? Sorry. I oh, yeah. need to take it away. Now, like in my habit classes, I'm writing my chapters and outlines and stuff. I'm like, oh, this is like, as I'm writing my outlines for my weeks, I'm like, I wonder if these are going to be the outlines for my chapters. Probably so. But the funny, okay, so getting back to the point of, which I never thought I wanted to write a book before because it sounded terribly boring and <laughs> tedious. But I was like, yeah. I remember telling you once that that sounded like cruel and unusual punishment. Yeah. <laughs> but the funny part is what I was going to say is if we ever wrote a book together, you would either have to write it all or have Jenna chapters and Aaron chapters, which might be fun, because, but they would be totally different voices. I would be super, stream of conscious and you'd be teacher different. Aaron. Yeah. But there could That'd be, be merit. Yeah. No, I don't know. It could work. People of the world who people are listening have, to this, let us know. People have done it. Yeah. Should we do one voice for said invisible book? No, I'm kidding. We need a third, like a just a ghostwriter to sit with us while we to talk. To marry our voices. No, together. they could just listen to our podcast and put all of that. <laughs> we should. There just, would be two voices. A then. whole 
Yeah, a whole chapter on awkward sex stories, and that's it. <laughs> it's and like it, chicken noodle soup for the soul, but contracept no contracepta nope what's the term oh comma sutra <laughs> i was like contraceptive yeah that's the that's what i <laughs> the irony of yeah that was the wrong word <laughs> i was try- i'm trying to think now of a, a a way to turn chicken noodle soup for the soul into something sexual i know I before the end of the podcast i'm sure we'll <laughs> goals. think of one yeah. anyways so aaron's book is out and it's been big i mean because it's been your like last 10 years of yeah. what you've learned and then also leading the group this con like not the concepts but like content yeah yeah the content or the pillars yeah that the pillars seen. yep yeah so and it all came starting when i was like leading the group started leading the group and realized um through a number of different people uh in the group that were like hey we we need something like we need to boil what we believe down into something that's like chewable like it can't be as mm. big and expanded as it's kind of been you have to be there for six months in order to really grasp it so i had written this guidebook for the guys and it was really just an attempt to get everything boiled down but when i did that i was like oh that's kind of that's the stuff that we believe and so i started writing and um put did a you lot enjoy of my personal... the process of writing yes i did um, i mean well i think i enjoyed probably 65 percent of the process that's actually good information the f- 35% that was left was like, okay, what am I writing today? And I can see I'm like continuing on this thought. And I was sit some days I was just sitting there staring and going like, oh my God, I have nothing to say. I have, I, I don't even know why anybody would ever want, this is utter garbage, you know? <laughs> and then there are other days where I'm like, I so didn't good. know so much talent could be housed in <laughs> one person. <laughs> you swung far on that spectrum. Oh, yeah. I did. And then and then some days like I would be rereading. I'm like, oh, this is so good. So good. And then I'd get to a part I'm like, crap, I don't believe that anymore. <laughs> oh yeah. Because I was just That's constantly why you had like three or four editions. Learning and reading yeah. all along. So. You know, it's funny, I don't know if I told you this, but I was I told my dad like a couple months ago when did you finish? Was it about a month you've been finished, finished? Finish, finish. Yeah, I'd say about two months. Okay, two months ago. I was like, Dad, Aaron finished his book. And he like looked weird on FaceTime. He's like Again? <laughs> <laughs> yes, the answer is again. <laughs> but for the last time, Dad. <laughs> yeah, cross your fingers. Yeah. Um, so anyways, yeah, exciting. I'm so proud of you. You know, it really does remind me of like with the half marathon because it's like me tr- showing up and doing all the miles. Like, oh, it doesn't matter if I feel like it or not. I just have to ch- like showing up. Yeah. Is- it master- I had to master the art of showing up before I had to standardize kind of my writing before mm-hmm. I got really good as James Clare would say and you optimize. have to standardize before you optimize and the optimizing definitely came later but the it all started with five minutes a day of writing that's one of my favorite atomic habit stories I'm like keep it a book based on these principles yep it works uh to tonight though what we that's not the you know the main thing is not the book but um Part oh, of, you mean the podcast? Yeah, yeah our yeah. podcast. For some reason, um, I'm like tracking with you, listening. Yeah. Like, what are you going to say? <laughs> but we definitely, you know, have to talk about it because it's amazing. Yeah. It's big. Also, um, I'd like them all to visual. I like the idea of picturing. So, the last time we had such a fun location was at our season finale when we were camping. Oh, yeah. So now we're, um, it's like got in the 50s finally in Reading. It was like 95 still up until like last yeah. week. And we're on our back porch. We have our little Market Street lights around our patio. And then we are in the bed swing that you made for me a couple mm-hmm. years ago underneath a heated blanket that my friend Autumn, shout out to Autumn, um, gave me. And it just, oh, it's my, one of my favorite yeah, locations. Yeah, great. I always feel like it's at, we're at someone else's house, like an Airbnb somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> Feels uh, amazing. Anyways, so we're actually going to want to talk about finances. Money. So... Because I mean, it is one of the leading tensions in marriage. Yeah. And it was uh, like, I don't know, this time last year that our uh, revenue started decreasing precipitously with turbines for tots. Um, And we were like, crap. And so, but we had all these, uh, we had borrowed some money we had plans to like shore it up and actually make it you know make it work you mean the company the company yeah we had planned on getting it manufactured and like taking it a different route right and we so we didn't really change our standard of living because we were anticipating it changing oh yeah like catching back up to us yeah and it never did 
Yeah, because we, well, we decided to not do that, that I didn't want to keep going. So, like, manufacturing would be, like, almost like signing another five to ten year commitment. Right. Like, okay, and we were. The chapter's done. And now I'm so glad because of turbines and stuff like that. Oh, like, my gosh. Well, I'm the... so, sorry, not turbines, because of being into habits. Yeah. I'm, if I was still trying to keep, like, uh, to give have, my attention wouldn't and Wouldn't have been affection. able to do yeah. both. So, that being said, but our spending habits did not slow down. Yeah. For a while. For quite a while. Like, It'll be fine and we'll catch back up. And and it just, yeah, it never did. And the then per, the joys of a small business. <laughs> and so, I mean, uh, you know, long story short with the business side that would, I mean, testimony all on its own is like the hardship of that time and laying off our employees and, mm. and running you running the business in our house by yourself. Uh, and then eventually like, and then working on selling it and getting our hopes up and then getting disappointed and back and forth, back and forth. Um, during that time was the hardest financial season I think we've literally ever been in because even when Defining. right before you uh, started turbines for tots we were in a super tough financial spot as well yeah um, you had Jesus culture had just moved down to Sacramento mm-hmm. and you decided not to move with them or we decided not to go down there <laughs> and you just had Audrey so you weren't like working. Oh, you were doing part time. Yeah. Yeah. It is interesting how in the times that it was the toughest. Yeah. It's when things the were The greatest born. things have come out of the most difficult financial times for us. And it's, I mean, you're not motivated by money. Like, let me do something so that I can have a bunch of money. But you are motivated to like do something exciting that you enjoy. And you, you just have a good way of going oh, how can I make this thing that I love to do make me money? And so that's how Turbines for Tots came out of that. But also the habits, like during your time of sewing in the bedroom by yourself. Literally for when I was, when we scaled back and let our company go, the spring of our our employees go, sorry, I misspoke. In 2022, I went from having not sewn anything for years and years or and barely being in the, like, because I had a manager, so I was not on the day-to-day to then being the entire operation. Yeah. And it was such a, a scale backwards. But it's all by yourself too. So Jenna started listening to tons of audio books and one of them happened to be Atomic Habits. And It is crazy to think that out of that, this whole thing was born. And it was cool because like, I don't know, I think I've, I've told you this, where like everyone at the end when I was up, like, they knew, knowing that I was trying to sell turbines, they're like, what's next? What's next? Yeah. And I really felt like the Lord was like, girl, you are good at dreaming you need to actually use this season to finish well. Like that's Mm -hmm. your mandate is to finish well. So I like did not dream on purpose and it was so hard and kind of counterintuitive. But then I was like, okay, no, I'm supposed to end well. And then did it feel hopeless because you weren't dreaming? It felt less fun. Oh, okay. But then I actually like learned so much because that's when I listened to like dozens of these behavior science books that changed my life because I had all these hours sewing. So it almost feels like I was in a university, like a pressure cooker university. It's always funny when you look back and you're like, Oh wow, God, like you can literally turn out all things are good. I don't understand how the heck like hundreds of that millions and millions of people have read atomic habits. I myself read atomic habits and I did not like my life. you know, I used some of the principles and finished writing the book, but it didn't change my life because I didn't put the stuff into practice. I'm, it's just kind of like shocking how you read this and really grasped onto it in a way that was deeper than anyone else that I know of and absolutely revolutionized our life with it. And now subsequently are revolutionizing other people's lives through the three month course that you're taking people through. And it's, it's just crazy to me. Mm. Like you're able to do something like that, that I'm, I'm just, Yeah. This is you read the same right? books. This I, is yeah. Yeah, I was like, I think it is. I was like, I'm taking it that way. If it's not, tell me now because my heart will be broken. No, no, no. <laughs> it for sure so. is. I'm, it's just like fascinating mm-hmm. how you can take something like that and then really internalize it and put it into practice. Because I, I just didn't understand it to the depth that you like. I read the same book. I didn't understand it to the depth that you did, and I didn't do as much with it. But yeah, mm. I'm impressed. Thanks, Yep. I also was in a lot of pain. So I think like the idea of like, okay, <laughs> That's true. I felt this like a realization of I could continue in the next season, but if I didn't, the weaknesses that led me to the sad and low mm. part of the ending of turban would follow me. And yeah. I just, I actually remember feeling like from the Lord, like, Hey, do you want to keep those lids the rest of your life? Or do you, 
do you like want to leave them behind? Because you, mm. if you like a, a kind invite to grow past what had been keeping me back. Yeah, I was like, okay. So I feel like I like leaned into it. There was, and one of the books I read actually, I think it was Power Habit, talked about um, post World War II. Maybe it was just my dad that talked about this. <laughs> okay, I'm combining two stories. They talked about the power in the power of habit, how the best time for a revolution or like a major overhaul of changes is after like a big transition. So, and then my dad talks about how war, after World War II, when Japan was rebuilding, like, cause they're all their cities were decimated from the bombs. They had this epiphany of like, well, what do we want to be since we're starting from over like we get to choose what we're known for and they brought in a bunch of people and they ended up their motto for their rebuild and for their country was like continual improvement and mm. pretty much like little bits of better like yeah. small and that's where toyota was born out born out of and like yeah. all their they, they do, had the they, lean six sigma comes uh, from there i'm pretty sure so all their like technology bent was not where they were going beforehand it was like it totally changed their culture but because of this big transition like the realization of like you get to now choose and that's what it felt like for me i'm like okay i have been completely taken apart so i get to choose what i put back and mm. in that with the finances i felt really sad and low for the first couple months because we lost like 60% of our income, which is huge. Yeah. Like I think regardless of what the number is, anybody would feel like majorly feel yeah. a 60, 60% is a lifestyle change. A hundred percent. And it's so interesting because like when you're in the middle class, like it almost feels offensive to think about like, so we did, we did the cuts, the first round of cuts. We did so many cuts like in maybe February, like, Hey, we got to live differently. We got to spend yeah. less. Okay. Let's spend less. And then I was like, oh, actually, we need to go through a budget. I think the first time we cut $1,700 a month out of our budget. Yeah. And then a few months in, we realized like we're still in the like pretty far in the red and yeah. nothing was changing. And then we did another round of cuts that was more painful. Maybe like, yeah, because it was like the first round. Yeah, it was hard, but it was realizing that our daughter had signed up for a Barbie subscription that was 20 months. <laughs> Twenty dollars a so month. So many freaking subscriptions oh, so many that subscriptions. were so difficult to track down and, and then cancel. Cancel <laughs> a oh card for one of them. <laughs> yeah, not yeah. We just one said, card. you know what? Just get just rid of the stop the card. Anyways, the point was that like I remember doing the cuts and being like, oh, this is like we're like living a lean, such a lean because we had we were in the red, right? Mm -hmm. Is that the right word? Yeah. Blacks when you're profitable. Yeah. yeah. So we were in the red for months and months. So there was no extra, like there weren't, there wasn't money for shoes, extra shoes. Like we were choosing a lean grocery budget. We still chose it. Like, but it felt like we went back in time a decade from where we were. Yeah. And it was funny because like when we made our first round of cuts, like budget cuts in like February, March, like I felt this like, it sounds dramatic, but I was like, what's the point now of li not living? Like I wasn't suicidal, but like it was like there will be no fun left mm. because yeah. we have, there's no money to, for, to create or have fun. Mm. We can't do dates. We can't hire babysitters. We can't go out to eat. We can't take the kids to the trampoline park or the pumpkin or pumpkin batch wouldn't be at that point, but you know, like yeah, all these things. And I just felt like, I just felt the Lord be like, oh, well, that's if you decide that you can't have fun and it's going to be terrible, then it will be terrible. But you can choose like, what are you what are you scared about? Like, what's the point of life without money with for the like in your marriage? Yeah. And I was afraid of like, honestly, like losing connection mm. because like date nights were connection right. or like fun activities or babysitting was um, time away from the kids for connection. And I just felt like the Lord like challenged like do you think you could get creative and experiment with different ways that connection without a budget? And then with the kids, I was like, Oh, they're going to be, I think I deprived. It's interesting yeah. when you like think subconsciously, cause that feels like a dramatic word, but I was like, Oh, we're going to have to say no to literally going to birthday parties. Cause we can't afford birthday presents for other people's kids. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, they're going to need therapy or like, they're going to live in lack and be deprived. I can't do that to my kids. And then realizing like, oh, like I think, or even just for a family, like what will we do for family connection if we can't mm -hmm. X, like go to the movies or whatever that was. And I just felt like, what if I experiment? What if I take a grand experiment and everything that we had said before was our use was connection and money. What if we like took money out of the equation? Could we find as much connection in it? And it was cool. Like, so then that means, you know, like we've, we've talked before about our date where we stopped doing dates and we do walks or, um, We've just stopped. I feel like even when we have money again, because we've tried, what would you say? What are some of the other things we have? We've done bike rides. 
we've hung out like you're talking about just the two of us yeah for connection yeah i mean just sitting out in the yard together yeah um when the kids go to bed just like deciding it was going to be us time you know just being Mm -hmm. intentional with the time that we had not watching tv that was a big one i just realized i have a class well so i'm going to go back to the point where now though when we have money i i do not like maybe the one-off i will choose to do a date with at a restaurant right. but now a day date where we're awake <laughs> yeah where yeah. we're not like interrupted by a server i'm like i actually care more about connecting with you like in deep conversation than having like stimulus that throws yeah. like a movie or i don't know food those are drinks whatever those right, are things right. like that actually isn't connection that's yeah. like consumption yep let's go consume together <laughs> <laughs> and then even to like you said the like netflix i think that was interesting for me realizing like Oh, that's enough. I think I just challenged all the ways that I had labeled connection before. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, is this? And like, not, I didn't say I had to give it up. I just was like, I'm going to actually start judging the fruit that produ- it produces and decide yeah, if it's where before I just said, this is how we connect. When we're tired, we just watch a show and then realizing, like, how do I feel after we watch a show? Do I feel like when we turn it off, do I feel more joy? Do yeah. I feel more connected to Aaron? Do I feel more refreshed? Like, all the things that I would say, like, we're just so tired. It's a refreshing, relaxing, I don't know, what are the... Right, yeah, all the things. Yeah, so then realize that I didn't. Mm-hmm. And actually, I felt a little more anxious most of the time because either I should have been sleeping, like I could have used real relax right. or refresh, not refreshed, new word, um, refreshed <laughs> by sleeping or uh, actual connection with you yeah, yeah. versus just quiet sitting with occasionally like laughing together. Right. I was like, oh, that's actually not... That's like... 10% connection when there's like 90% connection available, you know? Yeah. Also to the, um, I don't know if, do you remember this when we first started, like when we realized it was less connecting, we, instead of saying, no, we're not going to watch Netflix. Cause we were just, we were so deep in it. We decided first to, um, just talk for like five or 10 minutes before we turned on the show. So it wasn't like a, no, absolute, I don't even remember that. Yeah. There's, there's, it was like not an absolute rule. Like we can't watch shows anymore, but like, let's just try talking first. And there was a couple, like, I'd say one out of like seven or eight times we would never turn on the show or maybe less. We'd just keep talking like, yeah, I don't really want to watch it anyways. But then, so then it just grew. And then I remember the next step in that, like breaking that habit was um, you saying we shouldn't want like find another show. You're like, no, Mm -hmm. let's, cause it's like this thing to like finish the season, you know? And then you're like, oh, but then I'm going to start again. Or now I have 10 more hours. It's like a side job when then we were saying (laughs) we don't have time. And I'm like, but I have I just spent 10 hours. <laughs> I have 10 hours. I spent to that. Like, so me being, I'm not a victim, not having time. I'm choosing to spend it in ways that I'm right. not reaping benefits from really. Yeah. Yeah. So we just stopped choosing new shows as soon as one, our one ended and we were like, okay, not picking any more new ones. That helped. That was super helpful. Yeah. So around uh, money though, one of the, it was cool. Some of the fruit that's come out of this, uh, the things that we've been learning is one, just not being alone in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the temptation, especially for us, because we do have a very generous community and generous friends. The The temptation is to go, well, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to f- manipulate people into like helping us because we're, we're going to survive. Like yeah. we had, I mean, we, and this isn't a need. This yeah. is a want. Well, so. and I mean, we had, we had a line of credit that was like kind of floating us, but it's still debt. And so we have since in paid my it head, back. FYI, I feel like we should like clarify that in the sense that we're not still doing that. That was not a long term. I don't, I don't, I don't want anyone that's to... important <laughs> okay. for anyone else, but you <laughs> fair enough. It doesn't feel like a long term strategy. So I don't no, want to, condo- I don't no, want to, what I was that. saying was we had a line of credit, but it's debt. And so while I felt like, I felt like, well, we're not in dire straits. Like we can, we can put food on the table, but it's debt. You know, it's all being paid for by debt, which is not good. Um, And so Mm. we, it was, but at the same time I knew we weren't destitute because we had an option. Debt was an option. Um, And I know for some people it's not. And so I've, it was very tempting to just, kind of not really share where we were at, but um, you did it. You, I mean, you were good about sharing that, um, you know, like kind of just giving people an honest look at our lives and um, 
I don't know that I, I did. I definitely, I bitched about adult quite a bit to my friends. Just like complain about not having money. Yeah, exactly. And just how stressful it was. And, um, we had a number of people, especially around like Rosie's birthday when it was, um, I actually made a video and talked about it because I felt a little convicted from the Lord about all the things I was learning in untangling contentment with consumption and stuff. I was like, Oh, like this will be so great when we're past this season. And I felt like Lord's like, why can't you talk about it in this season? And I was like, I can be vulnerable and let people know. And I did. And then, but I did only with saying like, don't give, that's not the point of this video, blah, blah, blah. And then I like talked vulnerably, which is fine. Cause I think we've like, that's a muscle that we're yeah. used to now. But then people gave like a few people. Yeah. It's like, I think probably like two people gave us like 50 bucks. And I got so triggered when the first person gave. And I was like, yeah, I didn't even tell back. you about the first person who gave us a hundred bucks <laughs> to go. Cause you knew I was going to be. Yeah. I was so like, then, oh, Jenna's going to freaking lose oh, her mind. But then I felt really like it was interesting because the Lord was like, okay, like, so why are you, what, what is going on in you emotionally right yeah. now? And I was like, okay, I feel really. I feel a lot of like shame and guilt. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, why do I feel shame and guilt? I <laughs> combine those two words. Um, because they, I spoke vulnerably about where we're at and then they gave me something. So mm, I manipulated them into doing that. Mm-hmm. And it was all of a sudden like, Oh, can you actually go in and control that person? Like, are you able to like, were your, was that your heart? One, that was actually interesting. Yeah, the first thing was like, was it your heart? And I was like, Oh, thousand percent. No. And it was like, Oh, so if you, weren't trying to manipulate someone. Do you think you can manipulate someone? I'm like, no, but they did it. So my words control them. Like do your words go inside of them and make them like if that, if they were, if they gave out of like, I can't judge why they gave and I don't actually know. Like I can't read their minds. But then also if it was off, it's not, it's not because of my fault. Like it could be on and it's not my fault. (laughs) Like I didn't motivate the Mm -hmm. generosity. It could be off out of a feeling. I don't know. What is the word? Not guilt, but like obligation, obligation maybe yeah. towards, but like either of those, I couldn't do that to them. It's yeah. just something that would happen inside of them. Yeah. And we also realized like there, we had come out of a season of having quite a bit of money and like, it was fun being generous. Like we got a lot out of being generous during that time for other people. And that's honestly, like if, if I had any of those people that we had, you know, given money to in various ways at that time go, nope. I, nope, don't do it. I don't want your money. I would have been offended, kind of been mm. like, come on. I'm like, this is, I, I'm getting something out of this too. Yeah. So, or even like, I wouldn't offer if I couldn't, like, trust myself, trust me to say no. That was right, things that I would yeah. think. But you know what's interesting too? Cause I, um, I also realized like, because the tables were so dramatically flipped on us from us being like, it was so fun to be able to gen- like radically generously give to be like, <laughs> okay, we have to receive now. Um, I, I think I will go back. Like, I know we won't stay here and when we have money and we're like r- radically generous again, which we've actually maintained generosity. I think I, we should yeah, talk about true. that at some point. But um, anyways, I realized like I'm going to be more sensitive. Like, cause there were mm. a few people that were like, ah, and uncomfortable. And I was like, get over it. It's fine. Like yeah. I'm choosing to do it. And now I'm like, Oh, it is uncomfortable being on the other side mm. and like giving people a little space. Like I can be kind and, you know, like assure them that why I'm doing it, but I don't have to like, I could be, gentle as yeah. they're <laughs> navigating their own triggers. I think for me, the harder part was like if God showed God showing up, if it was from someone I didn't know, like if it was from a, actually great example, our bikes got stolen mm-hmm. and then they were gone for like immediately our nine year old Audrey. When she found out her, hers was, I was most worried because it was her brand new birthday bike. It was like two weeks old and we went, we, she, she, we told her and she went outside and she came back in and I was like waiting to see what her reaction was. Yeah. And her reaction was like, well, this is like Job in the Bible, which means that we are going to get like, if something's stolen from us, we're going to get a better version of what was stolen. So she started, and then she just looks at me and starts chanting better bikes better bikes but and i was like i literally was convicted because i was not there i was Mm. like pissed and like sad and she's like immediately got this faith and i was like thank you youtube saddleback kids tv for teaching her about job first off yeah (laughs) but i can push play really well that's how i get credit for that one (laughs) but then too um what was I going to say the idea? So, oh yeah. So she instantly went to better bikes. And then as I was processing for the next like day or two, I really just felt like the Lord was like, um, that telling me that he was going to show up for her and give like, get us better bikes mm-hmm. because it was going to be one of the main, like a major testimony in her 
childhood. Like it'll mm. be one of her form formative ways that she can look back and be like, God showed up. Like God is good and he cares about the small things and he cares about me and cite this example. Yeah. So I felt like this like sit back and let him show up because otherwise I'd if I tried to fix it in my own strength, I'd be robbing her of like under knowing him like letting him show off for her anyway so then i didn't and then a bunch of our friends got together and actually within the last week gave us this a check that was going to buy it was like over a thousand dollars all four of our bikes and we'll be able to get better bikes and it was so triggering i realized like i was like like when it was happening i like made the choice to like get past my triggers to show up how i would want to in the future but then when they left processing it i was like oh my gosh like this would like i knew that god was going to do this i was not surprised that we got better bikes but because it came from our friends it was so much harder and uncomfortable because like if a stranger had given it to us or some random miracle that we won the bike lottery (laughs) or Mm -hmm. something it would have just been easier but knowing our friends i'm like did they mean i know all like there was like 36 names on the card i was like i know all of them i know some of them are not in a financial spot where like they're mm-hmm. tight like we are. And then they gave to this and the Lord was like, just cause like, it's still me, even if you know them and yeah. like having to be okay with receiving and in, in uh, when it's uncomfortable and when it comes from the note, like people, you know, and just kind of thinking of it, Oh, it's all his money flowing between us. Cause I'm like, I know I'm going to give them money and they're going to like, Oh, that's okay. That can still be provision and that can still be a testimony mm-hmm. and that can still be a miracle even when you know, but it's so much more humbling even too when you know the people. Yeah, and I had a bachelor party that my good buddy was um, getting married and he was having a bachelor party. It was like an epic weekend on the coast. It was like a whole thing. And um, I got a text from uh, our other friend who was kind of putting it together. He goes, hey, here's the cost. And he told me it was a couple hundred bucks and a few hundred bucks. And I was like, I can't. I mean, I knew I had debt as an option, but I'm like, I don't, I can't do it. And I'm just like, I was so bummed. And, but then I was like, but it's, it's, it's like a once in a lifetime thing. You know, uh, do I just make the, is, is this a good time to choose debt? You know? Yeah. And, and we had actually is it justified. Yeah. We had talked, you and me had talked about it and just decided like, no, cause we had just said, okay, like we had, you know, t- we're tightening again and we're like, okay, we just, we can't say yes to this kind of stuff. If we make excuses for this, we're making excuses for everything. And so I was just like so bummed. And I was telling him, I was sitting at lunch with my boss and Eric and telling him about it. And cause really I was, I was actually thinking to myself, cause you, Jenna, you and me had decided, but I was still torn. I was like, I don't know, this might actually be a thing that's worth compromising for. But and I, I just think went, we decided on our budget for you to go, not you not going, or did you decide? No, we go? decided we. Oh yeah, we decided we couldn't do it oh. if that's how much it costs. Or like we were gonna like, oh, we'll we'll try to get you. Maybe you can go one night, but I, honestly, I don't even know. And so um, we had essentially said like, oh, I'm gonna have to tell them I can't do it unless they change the whole thing for me. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, I was telling Eric this because I was processing. I really wanted him to tell me like, this is something worth going into more debt for or no you gotta hold you should hold the line here and he goes how much is it and i told him he's like oh i'll write you a check right now it's done don't even worry about it and i just like started we're at lunch in a restaurant and just started Mm. crying and you know the the weight of the generosity but also i'm like oh shit did i do that did i like did i make him did i just try to i did the same thing i'm like i did and then i was like no looking back i was like no i I didn't, I, one, I didn't expect this at all. Two, I wouldn't, I wasn't going into that with that for that purpose. I legit wanted an answer about what I was going to do. And just, yeah, it was amazing. And that weekend was so incredible on yeah. so many levels. And it was uh, such a blessing to go and not be constantly thinking, crap, what am I, am I going to be able to do this? I'm going to be mm-hmm. able to, so it was just a, another like cool testimony in the midst of all that. And every morning I'd be walking, doing my like little uh, exercise, my little bit of exercise, taking a walk and just talking to Jesus and stressing out. <laughs> yeah. That was just lots of those walks was just stress and thinking, I don't, because at this point we had realized we can't tighten anymore without selling uh, our house even, you know, like that yeah. might be the next step. Um, 
but we can't tighten anymore. We actually need to make more money. And so we got to that point. The interesting part though, is I think it, I think what, and our like culture of like side hustles and stuff, that's almost the first step. But I actually think there is something like in the surrendering and the laying down things and like doing a cut and then doing a really deep cut afterwards of like, Hey, things that I had deemed non-negotiables or needs, like for instance, like, getting the kids new shoes when they were, when it was time to go back to school. Like to me, that would have been the absolute, like that's a non-negotiable that's yeah. worth going into debt. But realizing like how much of my anxiousness was actually, Oh, like justifying all this stuff and going further in the hole versus like holding the line of like, no, like it's not, it's not neglect. Like I actually had to deal with the fact that are you okay? Yeah. I farted and it smells so bad. I'm, and I was just waiting for it to hit you. I'm so, so glad that I you stay over there. So, um, Oh no. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, just like I realized that a lot of the like money stuff with the kids, like hit this neglect button. And I actually had to kind of deconstruct like they neglect means their needs aren't cared for. And I actually just realized that in, I don't know, in my late thirties slash this world, like the Western world we live in, like I had actually, blown out of proportion what needs are and like mm. them having dirty sh- or like not new shoes like shoes with a hole in them it's okay they mm. are fine yeah they're well loved they're fed they're nourished they're taken care of they're safe like yeah. those are like the needs and like the other things the new backpacks the i'm trying to think like cutting off wesley's for this year for converting his winter clothes to summer clothes was cutting off all of his making his pants shorts shorts. (laughs) yeah and then his shirts and the t-shirts and it was fine and it actually kind of detangled this thing in me of like i wrongly defined needs and i needed to actually like kind of shift that in my heart like i remember at one point realizing like i it didn't matter how much we make. I was the weakest link. Like we would never make enough if I didn't actually uh, get to this place of contentment of like, mm. oh, like, yeah, like my kids, there's not, they won't ever be neglected. There's services, there are like people, they won't get there. But me deciding what like, that's actually not neglect. Like this is actually the definition of what we need and what's a want. Right. Does that make sense? Oh, like, totally. Re- like, oh, I got so far away from that. <laughs> you know, and I mean, I never... I I definitely value different things than you in regards to like, you know, making sure like making sure they look presentable before they go out the house, <laughs> things like that. So I, you know, the, those things in weren't the show on my no- notes. We'll have some uh, picture evidence of <laughs> differences. of notes. It's so funny. It's I, I definitely get that. Like from my dad, my, I remember when there's the story of my dad, my mom went out of town and my dad took us to church and he, he thought, and he's like, oh, I got to do Emily's hair. That's my sister. And he he goes, oh, what's in right now? He's like, oh, it's like when you like tease the hair out. <laughs> she went to church and they're like, oh, Sherry's out of town, isn't she? And he's like, what? Why? And they're like, Emily's hair looks insane. <laughs> It just looked, it looked like she'd been like touched a live wire. <laughs> you know what's funny though? I give him so much props because I think really what happens when you're in charge, you just don't brush I their just, hair. I see, th- I he see their hair, the and I don't think anything. Like it doesn't. It's like when I see a booger in somebody's hanging out of somebody's nose. I think, oh, look at that, and then I <laughs> forget there. to tell them. One time, I picked up Rosie from kindergarten, and the teacher was like. Or said something like, "Hi, huh, you worked this morning. Dad got him ready. And I was like, yeah. And she was like, yeah, she looked a little, Rosie looked a little more homeless than normal. <laughs> <laughs> I would not have seen that or noticed that. But, oh, so the, the point, point is, of all yeah, sorry, me saying my all needs that. and what. No, as I, um, I realized how much credit I could give my parents for certain things that made this, uh, that made finances easier for me. It was more recognizable. Now, um, I... What do you I, mean? So, the way that my parents talked about money uh, and the way that they dealt with money, even if they're, you know, they their house, they lost their house in the recession um, because of variable rate loans and things that, like, a lot of people got duped into these things that shouldn't have been able to happen. Uh, so, you know, they got stuff that they're like, dang, I wish we'd never done that financially. However, one of the things that I got from them um, that I'm really thankful for is I never felt stressed about money growing up. Like, and we weren't well off. Like I think we're, we're lower to middle, middle class, you know? 
Um, and, but I just, in all of the craziness of the different job changes that happen or moves or whatever, I never once felt uh, strain, uh, anxious about our finances. Never once. And they were at times, but they, and it wasn't that they hid stuff from us, but they, they were just able to maintain peace in such a way that as I got, I moved out of the house, went to the school ministry and I had a friend who wrecked his motorcycle. And I was like, yeah, but it's going to be like, I was like, dang, I'm so sorry it happened. Like, it's going to be okay. Right. Like you're going to be able to pay for that and still stay in school. And he's like, I don't know if it is. I don't know if I will. I may, I may not have the what I need to cover it, and I may have to move back home. And I was like, it it was bl- it blew my mind to think, well, things just things might not work out for the best. And what was cool was the mindset I had. A, I was running on default mode of, well, things work out though, right? And it wasn't a neglect of reality because I I got a job immediately when yeah. I got here to Reading. I was stressed about not getting a job for sure, but I got one. I was always paying my bills, but I had a security mm. in in like, hey, we're going to be okay financially. Now, when we got to this point where we're like, we need to make more money, that is an area where I did not have security in <laughs> because I my I'm really good at cutting expenses. I'm not. I don't have the the natural bent that you have for being creative around making money. So, and it's interesting because my family. We always were tense about money, aware there wasn't enough. But it was like, my mom literally said, like, if you want to go to college, you'll have to figure out how to pay for it. And I remember this, like, okay, so I worked, like, two jobs from, like, my whole, since I was 14. I remember being, like, really intense about scholarships. And I got, like, a ton of scholarships because I was like, this is how. So it put, it was stressful. And it didn't, it felt like, you know, afraid to, like, are we going to have enough definitely got my phone cut off definitely had seasons where i was rationing rationing noodles but it's also like i didn't manage like i didn't maintain my money well like if i'd been better at not spending as much i was like good at making it but not at maintaining Mm. and that's been your strength in our marriage yeah just yeah and making but on a very just like slowly but surely like even in the making you maintain make yeah you don't like grow no that's yeah but then i I even refused promotions at time like (laughs) i don't want to work that hard (laughs) at one point someone offered him him a job like how much would it take to take you to come work for us and aaron told them there's not an and they're friends of ours and it's local company and he's like there's not enough money in the world for the stress that that is not like, <laughs> yeah, totally. like no money. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, can I answer the question for Aaron? Because <laughs> I have a price tag. But anyways, in this dynamic of like you were good at the cutting and then like, okay, once we cut and we leaned into your strength and I was like, we need to like go into mode and we can still be happy and okay and me comforting mm-hmm. my anxiousness and like, hey, these aren't w- needs, these are actually wants. We mm-hmm. can be okay in a season. I know we're not gonna live there giving like time to be like okay now i'm gonna run weight like i'm building something so it's not just this holding pattern for nothing like yeah. i know and i just even feel this like we're not fully out of the woods we had our first break even month in august and then we made we had more than we were had our expenses in september just a little bit but still it was like the first month and it was like okay like this will change and even just not being i'm actually really grateful it wasn't instant because i yeah. me readjusting what is, I mean, deprivation or, you know, yeah. all those dramatic things that I was encountering Neglect with my beliefs. Yeah. Realizing like, oh, those are actually so far. It's helped. I'm like, I want to take that perspective and that shift of where I'm no longer going to go into whatever we make in the next season. Like when we're building, when we're making more again, I don't want to just consume as much as we're making. I yeah. want to limit myself as I've detangled some of these mindsets that were not helpful so that we can build wealth. Mm-hmm. Cause I now feel like we're set up to like, Okay, now that we've lived on less, I want to keep living on less of the day. Yeah, and I've, I, for me, like leaning into the actually making money by, I mean, that was part of the reason why we were like, hey, let we can we were meeting with people doing coaching, like let's start charging for that, and um, and then you know, like kind of promoting it even was the one of the most uncomfortable things I've ever done, and I've gotten really good now after I do like I I meet with probably five to six people a week now in the middle of my full-time job, like during my lunch hours, (laughs) Saturday mornings, 8 p.m. 8 p.m. nights. Yeah. And one, I found out I really like this, but then two, I also like, you know, if somebody forgets to pay, 
I've just like shot him an email like, hey, this is how you can pay, which is like be- so far beyond anything I would have been able to do before because I would have just been like, yeah, this one can be for free. I'm not going to tell them. <laughs> It'd be more uncomfortable to tell them than to not get yeah. paid. And then um, even the stuff that like, I didn't know how to make a website. I didn't know how to yeah. do all this stuff. And then we were just like, hey, well, in order to do this, we should probably have this. And then we just figured it out. And so by the end of all this this run, even with the book, you know, by the end of all this, I'm like, oh, I can... I could, mm-hmm. If I have zero idea how to do it, because one, I had zero idea how to write a book, <laughs> zero idea how to create a book cover, how to format it, how to edit it, how to sell it on Amazon. Yeah, I don't freaking know how to do any of this <laughs> stuff, but I kept going like, well, I guess I'll Google the next thing and then f- watch a YouTube video and read a lot of instructions, figure it out. Man, I, f- mm-hmm. I feel, it feels like I, I've kind of gained this perspective that oh there's like there's probably not much that i couldn't do Mm. if i you know so the idea that stepping into the unknown there's still going to be anxiety but i i know that on the other side of that anxiety is like tons of growth and probably more money too (laughs) (laughs) that's so true oh that's good it's funny because the season's been painful but i would literally not change the be like the things we got out of leaning into the no money yeah even like me i I forgot like at the beginning i would be like no we can't do that we're broke or we're tight we're broke broke." yeah yeah yeah. and then i switched to like this isn't happening to me i'm choosing it and Mm -hmm. then i was like oh i would be i gotta honor the budget like it's not in our budget it was like a powerful because really it's a choice like almost anybody can go into more debt but then realizing that's actually not honoring your budget so it's like a choice you make almost like it really helped me be like oh no like it's a choice i'm making because this is the kind of person i'm becoming who can be happy when i say no i get Mm. when i'm turning down things i'm not going to feel trapped and limited there's actually a ton of other options for fun and connection that aren't just money related was like really like i can be okay yeah even in really lean seasons yeah I wouldn't trade it. For, I wouldn't trade the decline in revenue in our business for anything <laughs> at this point. You know. Gosh, I know. It's interesting. I'm like, I wonder if the kids are going to remember. Like, I bet almost wonder if they're unaware. We've actually invited well, them into like. We have, yeah. We've told them like, hey, we're on a budget, so we're not gonna, we're not gonna do this. I mean, it did. Honestly, I used a lot of like, can't, can't, can't early on, and but I've also started to shift my language to we're not going to like we're choosing not to do this so because we're choosing not to spend more money than we have and you know i know they felt it at different times um maybe you know when we go like no we can't go see the movie in the theaters you know things like that but we also have Been gone really to good the, about other options we've gone to the park way more than we ever have like that and that actually that little habit came out of me trying to find other connections that weren't money related yeah. for the family so we um we have a couple little parks in our neighborhood and it was as simple as like okay we can't go out to eat we can't get takeout those areas that made fun like food fun and food connecting how can i make food fun and food connecting since it's something we have to do every day so yeah. like i think we just started by putting a blanket in our backyard and eating whatever we're going to eat. Oh yeah. Just outside. I forgot we would do that. In the and grass. then eventually like we took it to the park across our street. We'd literally take I have a video of, of like all the Tupperwares from the leftovers. Yeah. It wasn't like a picnic. And then real how fun it was because we weren't finding screens or bad attitudes. Just the change of scene really yeah. made a difference and like all made us happier. And then they'd scooter or we'd race each other. It was just really easy to connect when we were out of the house, but it yeah. didn't have to be this elaborate thing or any money. So now we do it like it's almost a nightly routine yeah. going outside with the kids to eat. It's been great. Mm, thanks for talking about money. Yeah. Anything else? Honey? No, I think that just about... You know what? I would actually say that our decrease in budget has made us less busy in a good way. Like uh, we, so we opted out of sports. We're doing less weekend trips. But at the same time that we were like choosing to like honor a budget, we were realizing that like a lot of the things that we we're saying yes to that we thought would brought us fun actually just brought more chaos. Like yeah. when we looked at the actual cost of them, like, oh, we're only gone for the weekend two days but it's like oh but we lost two at least two days of prep before so not only are we prepping and working but our normal habits that make our life run smoothly are on pause yeah so it's like almost oh actually it's four days and then when i think about the time to come back and that i readjust up, clean up stuff. and then the two days that i'm not doing or one or two days that when i'm cleaning up from the trip i'm not doing my normal habits it's like 
a six day yeah. footprint Which and realizing sometimes we'll choose, but man, that's a way you have less. to decide. Like you have to realize how high the cost is and I, go sometimes. Yeah, I don't want to do that. I think one in ruthless elimination of her, he talks about looking at the cost outside of just the monetary mm, upfront yeah, cost. Yeah. And that's one thing that it's made me do. And I'm like the monetary upfront cost, not having it then made me assess. Oh, this is actually just a lot more busy. I'm left with more busy than I am my kids learning grit from the sport. <laughs> like mm. they did not like soccer. I could actually teach them. That was one thing I linked into this fall of like, if we're not going to do sports, one of my purposes for sports was then learning grit and like teamwork and discipline. Like, Oh, there are oodles and goodles of opportunities <laughs> for that in ho- at home with yeah. like chores or with teamwork with the, the siblings is a thousand times harder than the random strangers. And I don't have to go sit, you know, we're not dragging your family all over for 45 yeah. minutes of them not even really playing like, Oh, there's other ways that I can get grit that don't come with the busy price tag as well. Yeah. So many good things. All right. Well, I love your broke, butt. just kidding. <laughs> You're honoring the budget, but I don't know what the counterpart would be. Yeah. I don't know. I don't okay, know. can I oh, tell wait. one awkward sex story? It's oh, not shit. really about us. Did oh, I sure. say so? We have um, a vibrator that we like, and Aaron didn't put it away. Oh, sorry, we didn't put it away after a session, and I didn't realize it. And I was at home with Wesley, <laughs> and I was—I think actually my employee or someone else was in the house too. I think at this point, anyways, he walks in and he has it on his hand and he's like, I found daddy's toy, which I don't, of course he did not know. He's holding it and he's like, how does it work? Mom, show me. And I was like, nope, nope, nope. And the person like was about to turn around and like swapped it, like swiped it out of his hands and like got it backed out of the room. And they were like confused. And I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> That's actually happened a number of times. We, that we have since made a, put everything a in a basket and put it away where it's hidden but occasionally good. the kids would be running around the house with one of them. they're like oh my god oh my gosh we threw one away once i was like no i can't nope that has it's to be done. now associated with our children <laughs> no thanks work. okay yeah it was a good one Love i d- i oh. i didn't think of anything sexual for chicken noodle soup for the soul oh i'm so disappointed just kidding i'm trying to think of naked nude no no <laughs> nobody there's wants a limp like, noodle <laughs> noodle noodle yeah well i'll uh, think of one and then if anyone the season finale oh yeah they should you, send yeah, us should DM, well <laughs> get a bunch no, of inappropriate DMs. yeah never mind about never mind, that. Don't do that okay but i would actually i forgot we've had new listeners and we'd love it well even if you're an old listener i mean i don't care what age you are <laughs> jokes, jokes jokes would you recommend this to a friend like if you like our podcast, if you've been enjoying it, even the season or the episode you like the most, like if you would actually forward it, that's so helpful. Reviews are really helpful. Um, subscribing and then forwarding it to a friend is the best yep. way that you could show your love for us, and it'd be mm-hmm. mucho appreciated. <laughs> no, well, you're so good muchos gracias. Muchos oh. gracias. <laughs> this is why the children don't learn languages from me. Yeah. All right, love you, babe. Oh,